Welcome to the Black Delegates Podcast. Today's date is October 22nd, 2018. We are on episode 37. Episode 37. So, uh, let's see. So, announcements, feedback, and and or shade. Last week, Ishmael, you told us that your, your mama would possibly have some smoke. Did Uh-oh. she... Did she uh, actually come back and say what uh, her smoke was? Uh, she alluded to it a little bit, but she Uh-oh. is going to be uh, sending in a letter. A letter? An email. <laughs> By yeah, paper? I, ta- I encouraged her. I said, send an email okay. and we'll you know, kind of discuss uh, your grievances. Good, so good. have not gotten that email yet. So once it comes, then we can definitely talk about it. But nothing this week. Okay, that mug about to be long. Yeah, moms just know how to do this, don't they? They just they, they know how to like make you feel nervous and just just put that sense of dread in you. Like you know it. Like you, like we're not, I'm not gonna whoop you in the store, but when we get home, we're gonna get that whooping. <laughs> but before we go home, we're gonna go like get ice cream and just go do a couple other errands, and you're gonna feel good about yourself. But then you're gonna dread that whole ride home because that you know that belt's coming, and that's how this feels right, right here. That letter is right. that belt. Right, be downs coming. <laughs> that's right. She got us straight sitting on it. All right, well, uh, I don't have any other announcements or feedback. Did we get anything on IG? Uh, I mean, just some, some everyday little comments on posts here and there, but nothing uh, nothing too noteworthy. But Just a podcast that who... we shall not speak of <laughs> until our name is heard on a podcast. Yes. Not at all, just in general, in okay. general. Uh, I don't necessarily make note of every comment unless it's something uh, that we need to talk about or a question or something like that, but... Appreciate everybody with the likes, shares, and comments on IG and on Twitter. Yes, yes, very appreciate it. And if anybody else would like to send us feedback so we have something to read next week or rate us, where can they find us, Ishmael? Find us on Twitter and IG at Black Delegates. There's an underscore between Black and Delegates. We're also on Facebook at Black Delegates Pod. Or you can hit us up on Gmail with any questions, feedback, advice uh cash app um funds funding <laughs> right pod bean Go is not free accounts. y'all yeah pod right, bean right. is not free i do pay for this podcast on a monthly basis so uh yeah anything you can do to help we would appreciate <laughs> right and that is at the black delegates pod at gmail.com that's right that's right all right, so let's move directly into this weekend blackness. I am going to start us off. What? 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 I'm going to start us off. I'm going to start us off. Uh, let's see. I didn't think of an actor. Usually have a little bit more time to think about it, but this just happened. As y'all know, I recently lost my my mechanic. Uh, rest in peace, Joe. Not at, not to to death, but to the man. Don't say, don't say, yeah. rest in peace. Not don't to death, but to the like man. That. To the man. He went and got a real job with benefits and vacation time. No weekend hours. So I have uh, therefore needed a few things done on my vehicles, and I've just been sitting and waiting on the Lord. And guess what happened? My wife and I were standing in the garage one day, and we saw a, mo- a U-Haul truck pull in across the street. And then behind it was a truck. And that truck back window said mobile mechanic with a phone number on the back. I've been watching this brother here for 60 to 90 days while he's been fixing other people's cars. Nobody has come and shot him or asked for their money or, or beat him up. Everybody <laughs> looks like they get their car fixed. They come back and get it. They roll out. No beefs. So I was like, all right, I think it's my time to make a move. Called the number, told him I needed some work done. He hollered back at me, got the work done tonight. I got off work. He was like, uh, you know, hit him up when I got home. 615, wife pulled in, called him. He was like, all right, we'll pull it over. Went right across the street, pulled it in, sat down, ate dinner. My brother was done before I was done eating. Mm. Drove it around the block, sped around a little bit. Sounds good. So look at God preparing my way. Anything I need, he got me. So I got a new uh got a new mechanic. So, you know. That's what's up. That's I thought you were gonna say you, you got a new wrench set and you was gonna get to it yourself. Nah, dog. Nah, some things you pay people to do. You now know? did he does he have them crackhead prices like Joe did? Yo. <laughs> it was a cheap price, man. I can't I'm not mad. I'm not mad at okay. all. Didn't even blink all right. at it. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, okay, when can we get this done? 
Yeah, and so, yeah, front door service, good. that's not bad. Heck yeah, right across the street service. You know, only thing could have been better is if he was like, I'll come over there and pull the car over myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did He did make me pull the car into his garage, you know, but other than the that. The nerve. Right. <laughs> the nerve of him. Right. right, so, you know, if you need anything, I, you know, I, I'll, uh, I'll get a couple more things done, and if he good-ish, I can spread the word. I know your car is pretty new right now, so. Uh, when you get a chance, if you needed him, I got his number. All right, right. That's what's up. So who else? Who wants to go next? I'm going to let y'all volunteer. Nobody. You you pick it, man. I said I'm going to let you volunteer. Okay, I'll volunteer. I got nothing to say because my week was uh, Luke Cage. My week was, uh, look, my week was Luke Cage Black because I was canceled this week. <laughs> canceled. <laughs> I mean, Off there. I, I didn't do anything, man. It was, it was just a, a cool week. I, uh, I voted early, so make sure, hey, everybody out there, if you listen to this, seriously, go vote, man. It, did, it took me like 15 minutes. It was straight. How come everybody in the in the polling that, that volunteers at the polling station is like a thousand years old? Like literally, like, there's no one under 40 I've ever seen at the polling station. Everybody else got to work, man. I feel you, man. But yo, man, what, you know. Also, one thing with the, the voting, like when y'all pull up to the voting stations there are like people that stand outside like sometimes there's candidates you know local office candidates stand outside right. or just like the local yeah. like democratic republican you know party dude hand out yo man them, them people they, you gotta have a lot of courage we stand out there handing out those little flyers man because it's, it's like there was a dude with like a democratic shirt and then like two or three like republican people because obviously i live in the suburbs but they be and those little things and they just they'd be looking so unsure like do you want to take this? I'm sure they get. I'm sure people just take this stuff and like throw it back in their face all day long. You just gotta sit there and do it all day long. But like, man, I, there's no way I can find sign for that job, dog. It's just, it's just too much, man. But but anyway, voted. Uh, and yeah, man, just watch a lot of sports, man. Man, it's a great. This is the best time for sports, man. I know y'all don't watch football. Football's been great. Baseball. I know y'all don't watch ba- baseball because y'all black. Baseball's been great. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't watch football because you're black. I know you don't watch baseball because y'all black. And, and we got basketball back. And I know y'all watch that because y'all black. Oh, yeah. And, and basketball been great. Do we want to talk about any basketball stuff real quick? Let's yeah, we, Well, we got it. Yeah, we got it on the uh, agenda. So we'll okay, get to okay, it. Okay, okay, So what about you, Ishmael? How was your week in blackness? Well, mine, it, it has to deal a little with, a little bit with basketball. And as I was sitting here thinking about my week in blackness, and I felt there was something else that I needed to talk about during this time. So I'm going to sort of bypass my week in blackness a little bit. It's going to be included. Okay. But I have an announcement, you know, and this is a big, important announcement. Let's do it for so the quit the show. I thought about reaching out to the people at ESPN thought about reaching out to CNN or to just reaching out to the big networks because I know they're salivating for this news. They're salivating for this announcement. And I said, no. I said, you know what? This is going to be a Black Delegates podcast exclusive. Okay. <laughs> He's going to the G League. <laughs> exclusive. So my announcement is that by... The end of 2019, I'm going to retire from the game of basketball. Oh. I'm going to hang them up, man. By 2019. Okay. Okay. So we got right. to be- not, not by the end of this year. By the end of next year, I'm going to have to walk away from the game. Wow. As a player, I might go into coaching. I might go into, you know, uh-huh. mentoring. I'm going to have to walk away from the game. Yeah. And the reason is because right now, I got a cast on my left arm. What? What? I got Hold a on. fractured wrist, oh. and so I'm I'm out of the game for four weeks. Now, no, no, how'd you four. get it? Now is this from this was from some exotic white sport you did? This is, <laughs> what happened now? This is not well, and this is an interesting thing. So I thought that the way it happened, it was actually it was a couple of weeks ago. I was playing basketball, and this is pretty whack. But I'm boxing this dude out. It's a big dude. He's trying to get around me. You know, I kind of hooked him. With my with my arms, put my wrist back, and I just felt this sharp pain kind of run through my hand, and so my hand mm-hmm. and my wrist were hurting. But it kind of, you know, it's only if I bent it a certain way or if it touched a certain part of my hand. So I kept playing, played the next uh, couple of weeks. I finally went to the doctor because it just wouldn't go away. 
and found out I have a uh, fracture, a hamate fracture. Mm. But when I told the doctor how it happened, he was like, oh, no, that's not what happened. He said, that's an impact injury. He's like, you had to fall or you had to bang it against something. Or hey. He's like, there was some impact. Boxing out wouldn't cause this injury. So I was relieved in a sense because explaining to people that I was boxing out somebody and broke my wrist is pretty whack. Right. But now I don't know exactly when it happened. So which one is worse? A phantom injury from being old? Well, it wasn't a phantom. I mean, something happened. happened. I just don't remember what. But I'd rather have a Greg Oden situation. Right. (laughs) Get off the couch, reaching for a bag of of Cheetos. (laughs) Dislocate the entire episode. What really happened was he was was doing push-ups on his knuckles like, uh, like Kevin Love and broke his wrist. Oh man! No, I, I'd rather not know because then I can just make up something like, <laughs> "Oh well, when I tried to dunk on that dude the other week, you know, I probably hit the rim too hard, and you know, I just fractured my whole stuff or something like See, that." It, so, no, it, this is what you do when you go back to work. Have, have people at work seen this yet, Ish, or they seen the cast? Yeah, or what? yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I got it Thursday. So. You didn't, but you didn't tell them a good story. You should. You supposed to come on like you know, f- you know, because everybody knows you do the exotic white sports. You be like, "Yeah, I tried a Fight Club last week." And I won, but I, you know, I had a, you know, I broke my, I broke my ankle on this dude's, my, my, my wrist on this dude's nose or whatever. Like that's what you got to do, man. You got to right, come with a good right, lie like right. that. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh man, so. I hope, it, hope it don't hurt too bad, man. No, it, it's not really in pain at all. Uh, but I figured, you know, up until I was about thirty-five, I'd never had any serious injuries, and since then, I done broke my face. I done had Achilles <laughs> tendonitis. You broke your face. Hold on, I didn't, I didn't hear, never heard this one. Hold on. He had a mask on for a minute, man. Yep, yep, and ended oh, up just just like the first head dude butts. ever to be at the uh, rec rec uh, gym with a mask on. Right, had I, the man. Mask. <laughs> Nobody told me about this. I, I missed that all this. That was from hooping. That that was that was some years ago. It was probably yeah. about four or five years ago. Just going for a loose ball with somebody. His head smashed into my face. Had had broken uh broken face. So had that had sore Achilles. I had elbow surgery. Like all this in the past five or six years. So I'm just like. Wearing I down, guess that's man. a sign to hang them up. I can't hang them up immediately because I still, like I said, I got to dunk on somebody past forty, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I'm about to hit forty in a couple of weeks, so I'm gonna come back once the wrist is healed up. And the messed up thing is my other wrist, my shooting wrist, has been kind of messed up for a while. And so the doctor told me, well, once we get this cast off the left one, we're gonna do an MRI on the right one. So I'm like, let me get the wrist healed up. Let me get couple more months after that, maybe six months or, you know, whatever, maybe a year at max. Uh-huh. And then after that, I'm going to shut it down. I, I hear this is going to be like a, a Kobe Bryant-esque year-long. Yeah, you got to go on the tour, man. Uh, so what are you going to do, do last it. game? What do you, how, many, how, many, how many shots are you going to put up the last game? Every shot. <laughs> Every time I touch it, I'm shooting. But that's no change from the first time you put up <laughs> Exactly. This dude that shot most exactly. shots to anybody in NBA history. <laughs> I, know you're not, I know you're not talking, right? No, I'm talking. serious. Ishmael like never passed the ball. He didn't start passing until I started getting on him about passing. And then he was like, all right, I guess I should drop a couple dimes. Hey, Ish, you know you bad if, if Ryan talking about pass. Because, yo, I never saw Ryan pass once, ever. Yo, and anything. when I was in Memphis, I didn't have to pass no more because I was cold. Yo, Ryan wouldn't even well, pass that's on like been NBA my story Live. My whole Ryan don't pass on NBA Live. He just take he just code <laughs> all every single time. <laughs> he don't even know what that is, a pass is. <laughs> right. Well, all right. So, so what's yep, up, man? So we, yeah, I'll be it, old, man. old and stagnant like y'all. Very <laughs> soon, man. <laughs> hey, look, man. Your body's. Long goes business. I retired, and I, I ain't gonna even lie, man. The other day, like literally in the last couple weeks, I was like, "Man, I miss playing basketball." And I ain't said that in a long time, but it was just, it was just that feeling just welled up, and I was like, "Man, I want to go hoop," but nope, ain't no gyms coming to me. Hey, if you look on the bright side, man, you've had, you've had a good run, man. You, you you've already lasted longer and had you've been proven more durable than than the entire Porter family for the University of Missouri. Exactly, so, right, so, right, right. So you good to go, man. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So we'll have to, you know, we'll have to do something else, find another way to get that competitive edge going. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. That's where I'm at right now. So we'll see. But 2019, I think that's going to be. The last year of me playing basketball. Hanging them up. Sad to see. Sorry to hear that, Ishmael. 
But we're going to move on. <laughs> right. Ryan with these transitions, man. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on into White Collar Crimes. All right, let's yeah, do it. Yeah. White Collar Crimes. Paul, this is yours. It is titled Gardening While Black. Yeah, man, just it's 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 short, man. You, you really would just check the link if you if you uh, if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter. But uh, yeah, basically, a dude in Detroit. He was, you know, Detroit's got a lot of basically vacant areas all around the city. You know, they've they've done a lot of teardowns. You know, just vacant houses and stuff like that. So, dude was basically trying to uh, help on a, like a, a community garden, and so he was planting some 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 seeds out there, trying to grow some some plants and some vegetables and things like that. And I think he also had like taken some trees and painted. There were a few trees in the, the the lot where he was doing this, and so he painted them the bottom of the of the of the of the bark, trunk. like yeah, the trunk of uh, was it black, red, black red and green? green. Yeah, red, the, black yeah, and green. That, yeah, the African. I don't know if unity colors or something like that. So he painted it like that. So there were there were some some uh, neighbors, white neighbors nearby. I guess like three ladies came out and kind of you know bothered him, blah blah blah, harassed him a little bit, then called the cops on him and kind of said like, oh, he's out here. He's he's a sex sex sexual predator. You know, he's 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 a, he's on the like you know. Uh, predator list or whatever like that things like that so anyway i guess it didn't turn out to be true but this kind of became like a little story just while the dude's guarding man so i thought what y'all want to think about this or yeah uh this this, this w- there was no good name for this that was the only thing I, there was no like gardening grandma or gardening gertrude they should have came with something like that but nothing no 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 well yeah there go ahead no, I was gonna say there's no name because we never saw the women. We didn't get that iconic white collar oh, crime yeah. photo of them holding the phone. Right. Uh, right. So that's why this story probably hasn't gone uber viral. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it is the same type of uh, egregious act of calling the police on a black man who's doing nothing. And so, Ryan, I'll let you go and I'll jump back in later. I am going to. I'm going to say that it probably, it was more so about the red, black, and green on those trees. I guarantee it. I think so, too. Because it was the, that's even more than blackness itself. It's more than your skin color. That's like a power, a power black. And they definitely don't want to see that. So, uh, yeah, man, it's sad. I mean, you would think that if somebody was doing anything positive in Detroit from all the stories that we hear, that people would be able to celebrate them. Maybe go out and help them because anytime a, a, a white person does that anywhere in the nation, they get a news story about it. So this brother, he uh, just gets a phone call to the cops. But we know how that is. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, according to that story, the guy said that these women called the cops on him just a bunch of times, pretty much any time they saw him. So I think they had been calling the police on him before that already. And then he decided to paint the trees just kind of as a moment of resistance, just saying, look, I'm black. I'm proud. I'm not leaving this area. So they were harassing him well before he painted the trees. And I think that was just his, his response to it uh, because they said, They've been calling the police on him for like six months or something like that. Wow. The brother just out here in this urban garden, which he is has the right to use. They had a video, the police up here, you know, frisking him. They uh, patting him down. They doing all this. They, they arrested him. Of course, he ended up uh, being acquitted. But you know, <coughs> it's just ridiculous. I don't even know. At least he he was taken to jail, I believe. But I think he got uh, he got released. So okay. uh, it was just the the false allegations that they gave. And the thing is, is now and the people the names are out there. Let me read their names. You know, put them on blast. Deborah Nash, Jennifer Morse, and mm. Martha Callahan mm. are the women. And so, of course, uh, Black Twitter will have their pictures to up get real them. quick. Yeah, All right. Black Twitter's trying to get them arrested. For making false police reports, uh, but the, the crazy thing is, is you rarely ever see that. You rarely see, really, unless the police actually shoot somebody and kill them, and it was off an erroneous call. You rarely ever see these people get charged with a crime, even though it is illegal to make false police reports. Hmm. Paul, as our undercover brother, yo, what does the white delegation think of our? African colors. When they see the red, black, and green, have you ever heard any of your uh, your white cohorts 
talk about what that means to them like do they take offense <laughs> to those colors like does it is it like a is it like a swastika to them do they feel like we're trying to take over what is it you know i personally i've never you don't really see them you don't really see the red black and green out there that much i mean right. like i only vaguely know i don't even know like exactly what like i mean i'm, I'm guessing it represents certain countries but i don't know like how it became like just kind of like the, the the three colors for i guess you know you know I don't know, Africanism, I don't know what you want to call it or whatever like that. I don't know how that became the representation, but you know, I, I don't think they have an opinion at all. I'm, I'm sure most of them probably wouldn't even, I guess they, you know, they would probably uh, eventually recognize it, but it doesn't really st- stick out to me. It is wild. Like not only did he uh, do the trees though, he also like laid out the, uh, the, the ground for the, for the, uh, the, the, the garden, like in red, I black saw the green. red on the ground. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like red mulch, then black dirt. And then the green, like, you know, seeds growing out. So it's, it's kind of wild. He t- t- took a, took a little bit of inventiveness to do that. I'm not saying it doesn't look like much yet. Cause it's just, he's just starting it or whatever like that. But I mean, Hey, I've, I've been to Detroit, man. It's, 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 it's rough out there, man. A lot of those places torn down and stuff like that. Just, 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 uh, you know, it's just, it's just weird, man. You drive through some of those areas and then there's dilapidated houses, but then there's just, you know, empty vacant lots and it's just kind of, it's like a jack-o'-lantern effect, right? You know, you don't, it, you, usually you go in a neighborhood, you see, you know, house, 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 house. There you go. House, you know, three, three, blo- three lots of no houses and then, and then another house. And then it's just like that. It's like, man, how can, how is this sustainable, man? So anything positive in that neighborhood, I think is good. Well, let me, let me explain to you, Paul where Break the RBG flag came from. Yep. So according to the Universal Negro Catechism, <laughs> and this was published back in 1921, red is the color of blood which men must shed for their redemption and liberty. Mm-hmm. Black is the color of the noble and distinguished race to which we belong. I figured out the black part. That, that was the part green, <laughs> Green is the color of the luxuriant vegetation of our motherland. So that's where that came from. It was really like a, um, it's not green know, it was, for the it was money. Black Red people is for coming the together back in the twenties uh, to just rally around and, and create something uh, that black people could stand for. Just all the the Pan African. Um, I don't know movement where where they could all just come together and rally around something. So, but I, I disagree with you where you said uh, white people really don't think anything about it. I think when they see that color, I mean they they're fearful. They think, oh, this is some black extremist. They think this is what's that? What's that gang? Um, what is it like Colombian gang that Trump is always talking about MS10 or yeah, something yeah, like MS-13. that. Yeah, MS13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when they see that pan African flag, they think, "Oh, this is the black MS13. They're going to come and cut our heads off and they're going to do all this." So I I disagree that there's really no reaction. I think it just goes to the worst type of assumptions that you can have. That's what I thought. I was just curious. Okay. All right. Looks like it's also connected with Marcus Garvey. So he's unveiled it. Cool. All right. Now let's get into something else, which is a sign of blackness, which is basketball. (laughs) That's that's my black flag. (laughs) My black flag is the NBA logo. (laughs) The white white dude on the logo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. You think he should be moved? I don't, because I think it's a dope logo. But it's just crazy that the NBA is like 80% black or 85 or whatever percent black. Still holding on to that one white dude dribble. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a cold logo. You're right. So, I mean, it's it's one of the best logos ever created. If they they put some, uh, some, uh, some, uh, (laughs) they put some dreads on it or something like that, would it make (laughs) (laughs) a fro? Put a fro yeah. on it. No, no fro, man. Come on, let's race. Come on, no fro, man. Just straight backs. That's all. Let's put the Kareem Abdul Jabbar sky hook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, all of us have been watching basketball. Hell yeah. I have been watching basketball every day. So I every haven't day. watched nothing else. I'm two weeks behind on Walking Dead. I'm uh, two weeks behind on all my shows. I ain't watched a million little things. None of the stuff we was watching before. I ain't watched none of it. So uh, let's see. Where do you want to start? Paul, what's up? 
No, I'm not gonna go with Paul. Ishmael. What 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 game you want to talk about? You want to talk about the brawl? We want to talk about the brawl. We want to talk about yeah. Let's talk about the scrapping, man. Let's talk about the Okay, let's just talk about the scrap. All right, all right, all right. So my Lakers played on Saturday night, uh, playing against the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets, probably supposed to be one of the best teams in the league, gave away uh, two of their better defensive players. Uh, they're going to miss Trevor Ariza more than they realize it. And uh, they were playing my yeah. uh, quote-unquote lowly Lakers, who everybody keeps disrespecting like they can't never get no better. So uh, scrap broke out. <laughs> Rondo and Chris Paul. Uh, I will say my favorite part of the entire fight was the beginning of the fight when Chris Paul crossed his arms and leaned back a little <laughs> bit like a G, like I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> And like, I'm listening, I'm listening, and, and and next thing you know, because, you know, if you didn't see the replay live when they showed it, it just looked like, you know, Chris Paul just put his finger all up in Rondo's face, like, I'm finna sun you right now, and Rondo was like, I ain't having it, so he went for the two-piece. He connected with one, and uh, Chris Paul was, like, surprised. He didn't think anybody would hit him. Oh, he got, he got him back, I though, think he man. connected he him, with both yeah. of them. Yeah, he got him back though. Rondo did? No, he missed on the second one. No, Paul did. Paul hit him on an uppercut. I saw that. Yeah, Paul got man. It was it was it was a couple of good little 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 blows in there, man. It was it was the yeah. best uh, NBA fight that I can remember in a in a long long time, and I miss those days, man. I used to love that stuff, man. It sucks that we don't have that. Anymore. You definitely can't can't cross your arms and lean back like that and then get stolen. On. You got to be ready. <laughs> but uh, right. what do you what do you think about that fight, Ishmael? You the fight yeah, expert. It, it, it was a nice scrap. Like you said, Chris Paul put his, his finger all up in Rondo's eye, and apparently he was mad because he thought Rondo spit on him, yeah. which I guess there was some some spit that came out. It's or hard sweat. to tell. Or sweat. Yeah, yeah it's hard to yeah, tell whether on, he tried spittle. to spit or whether it was just sweat, and he's kind of blowing it off. It didn't. He didn't look like he was trying to hawk that loogie. Like when you try to spit on somebody, like – you go in first. Right. You try to pull it from deep within your nasal cavity. <laughs> right. He didn't do that. He <laughs> Yo, just kind of blew it. Disrespectful. That's straight disrespectful. So, so I felt like it was just that sweat rolling down his face, and he just kind of blew it. But e- either way, Chris Paul, I don't know why you react to that by trying to poke out somebody's eye. <laughs> right. If uh, you if you thought he spit, you should be stealing on somebody, right? Exactly. Exactly. Then he right. should have got the two piece. Yeah. He he put the thing in the face. Rondo came with that left hook, bow, good connection. Yes. Uh, I think Rondo connected on the second punch, too. It wasn't clean because LeBron was, uh, you know, wrapped all the way around mans. Chris Paul. Trying to hug no! his mans. Don't hurt my right. friend. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we got the banana boat to get on. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, then, Rondo was getting pulled back by the referee, and Chris Paul landed that shot, which that – you know, I didn't you see look that. At the one. freeze okay. frame. Okay. If you look at the freeze frame, I mean it's square right in the nose. Yeah. You know, but well, that don't really count because the referee had. Yeah, but LeBron had Chris Paul too. At least yeah, after the I first guess, one, I guess. So, well, I think so about- when you look at it, it almost looks like you could almost say it's a tie because if you look at the connections. Like I said, Chris Paul, you can't see it in fast motion, but when you see the freeze frame, it's a nice shot. But the reason Chris Paul took the L, I'm going to tell you, when you look at the shot, the first shot Rondo landed, look at Chris Paul's face. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's mean for life. <laughs> when you're getting punched and you're like, ah, <laughs> you lose. You lose. Rondo took that punch like a G. CP3, not so much. My thing is that these two dudes, like, they both just so, I'm not saying unlikable, but, like, you know, Rondo's dirty, and Chris Paul is, let's be let's be real, he's Chris kind of Paul dirty, and he's dirty. kind of a flopper, yeah. so, like, it's yeah. like the two, it's like, the two, like, could I see Rondo spitting on dude? Yes. Could I also see Chris Paul, like, just a little bit of spittle get on the man's face, like, accidental, and Chris Paul blowing it, blowing it way out of proportion, just so he can mush the dude in the face? Yes, I could definitely see that. So, it's like, man, I don't know who to trust in this situation, but the fight was smooth. Yo, did y'all see the dude Let's from the Red Hot Chili boy. Peppers get get uh get ejected after that? Did you see that part though? Mm-mm. I saw Floyd standing up. Yeah, like, amped yeah, saw, up. Yeah, you saw Floyd like a little school kid. Go, like he, go. like he was like yeah, yeah, yeah. But like watch it, watch the video. Like Google uh, or or put in Twitter. Like put in Red Hot Chili Peppers. And so the dude, the main dude from Red Hot Chili Peppers, he's on the court side and like when he starts mouthing off at Chris Paul as Chris Paul's uh, walking off the court. I guess he's a big Laker fan. 
And so he's like, he's, he's trying to get at Chris Paul, which is crazy. And Chris Paul is kind of saying something back to him, but he's just kind of moving past. But then like he starts get, like uh, putting up the middle finger at Chris Paul and then to the, to, to, I guess, to the entire Rockets bench. And so they ejected that man too. So <laughs> like that was a part I didn't even get reported on. I was like, man, that's so wild. <laughs> Dudes are just getting injected for nothing out here. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that no more. They really cracked down on that stuff. Because they said the crowd is provoking the players, so they don't want that to happen. Yeah, it's but he just, was kind of weak. But dude, dude was legit trying to. It seemed like he was trying to come at Chris Paul at least get get in his face. And I'm like, dude, I was like, I mean, okay, you're a rock star, but like, man, this dude will kill you. I don't care. If right, he, right. Care if NBA NBA players you. fighting other NBA players. Okay, those are two great yeah. athletes. But this uh, world class athlete fighting this fifty year old former heroin addict. Yeah, former yeah, former right. heroin addict. No, it's not going to work out. You don't have you, a chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a I'm gonna go a, di- I'm gonna go a different route on that. Now, do they have you in size, speed, and strength? Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> every every yeah, step every that category matters, that yes. usually matters in a fight. But Crackhead these stamina. dudes, these dudes in the NBA really be acting like they got hands. You ain't never been in a fight, dog. You ain't never been in a fight because you always been the been coddled. You most of the, most likely like LeBron. Y'all been rich since you was 18, 19 years old. You ain't you ain't been in no fights, man. Like you can you can relax with that. Like you ain't really scaring nobody. They just used to being the big person, and then when you're the biggest person, you definitely ain't fight. So I'm, I'm gonna say some some street cats can definitely. Uh, that's that's your boy uh, Ingram right there. That's the, the yeah, one who's Ingram. He the one kicked Ingram. it off. Talk about Ingram. He kicked it all off. This yeah, my yeah. That's my boy right there now. Now because now he got a he got a little bit of credit with me just because one I don't know if he was having a bad day. I don't know if it was just because of the game. He was like, hey, I ain't getting no shots out here. You know, LeBron ain't passing to me. We running plays for Javale McGee. What's going on here? Maybe he was pissed off at Luke Walton, like I was. Like, why don't you run some run some plays for for Bi? But why, man, why are you looking at Luke Walton for plays? You need to look at LeBron. Either one calling the plays, man. Plays. Nah, he ain't. Nah, he ain't. We already was running them sets before LeBron got there. So uh, he pushes so uh, Harden, which has been bowling him over all game, or bowling everybody over. That's just how they play, and they get them foul calls. So Brandon Ingram was just tired of it, man, and he probably was talking too. And uh, so he pushed him, and it wasn't no soft push either. He was he shoved the dude. Nah, like, yeah. what you gonna do? You know, of course, Harden didn't do nothing back because you ain't a real G. You're not finna right. actually Harden step to nobody. Harden don't never do nothing no, back. People be pushing Harden. Right. <laughs> he don't never do nothing. He just be looking at him like, oh, yeah. Yeah, why'd what you do I that do? for? Right, what should I do now? <laughs> like, that dude never been in a fight, man. So, yeah, he, man, he, Harden just trying to score. He, 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 trying, he trying to score buckets. He ain't trying to play no defense. He ain't trying to fight with nobody. He ain't trying to do right. nothing like that. Just score buckets. That's it, man. And then Brandon Ingram proves when the, when, the, when the chips are down. Rondo's out here scrapping. Chris Paul's scrapping. Everybody's in a, in a, in a, uh, a scrum. A, what do you call it? Scrum. Scrum. <laughs> B.I. is like, hey, I see a nigga. I'm about to knock somebody out. <laughs> so he comes running in the picture right. with the long yeah. go go gadget arms, and he just took a swing. Who was he trying to hit? You trying to hit CP3? Anybody. Was might it CP? I'm not LeBron. sure because I heard some people talking about it. Might have been uh, uh, Eric. Uh, what's his name? Gordon. I think he was trying to hit Chris Paul, but it, it reminded me a lot of that Jermaine O'Neal, you know, running, right. slide, yeah. and punch that he did back at the, the, the Malice greatest. in the Palace. Yeah. The, that's the greatest yeah. Falcon punch of all time. Yo, but, man, right. on Ingram, man, like, I, like I, this dude, like, hey, get, you got to get your man, Ryan, because the, the dude, he, he, first of all, he cannot be swinging on anybody until he can bench press his own body weight. And this dude does not look <laughs> like he can bench press his own body weight, so he cannot be out here swinging on these dudes. I don't care if... I don't care if James Harden kind of looks fat and out of shape. James Harden will, will wash him yeah, straight up. What you forget, Paul, is that he only weighs 120, so yes, he can bench 120. He's good now. <laughs> He's good now. Man, that that, that man's chest. Look, look man, Kevin Dar- Garnett has no, no no type of chest, and Kevin Garnett kind of tries to get up on these dudes and, like, you know, try to get physical, knowing that ain't nobody going to fight. But, like, man, this dude, that, that was what he was doing was wild, man. He just out there swinging, reckless. Third game of the season, second game of the season, whatever it was, man, get him out of here, man. Yeah, I he, like it. I like it. You think just because he got the pusher T braids, he he's tough, man. I don't think so, man. He killed <laughs> out there. Yo, I was surprised at Lance Stevenson. He he was kind of like uh, Harden, where he was just looking around, like, hmm, like what do I do here? Like I'm normally the tough guy, but ain't nobody really trying to step to me. So he was just he looked like he was entertained by the whole thing. <laughs> Probably yeah, was, yeah. But. He, I mean, if you really think about it, man, like 
it's the same thing that I just said. These dudes don't never get in no fights. Everybody in the NBA know that they some fake tough dudes. Ain't ain't too many. Ain't no more Steven Jacksons no more. Those dudes is gone. I don't know. Patrick Beverly, man. Patrick Beverly fights you for anything out there, man. <laughs> just wait. Maybe. I think, maybe I think not. Draymond will scrap with you, too. Oh, yeah, man. Let, let, somebody, let somebody come at Steph Curry like that, man. Draymond will just drop kick you in the back of the head immediately. But we all know Draymond wouldn't step to a, a Steven Jackson type dude. You good at talking that smack to dudes you know ain't finna do nothing. And most of the dudes in the NBA not finna do nothing. So when when it's a fight breaking out, I don't think nobody takes them seriously. Just like these dudes just puffing their chest out, they're not really finna do nothing. We need to come up with a list of the, the, the NBA, the dudes currently in the NBA that we think uh, would, would are about that life. i definitely put Patrick Beverly at the top of that list. Tony Allen, if he's still hanging out in the league, I think he's still collecting a paycheck somewhere. He definitely is on that list. And if you don't play, you can't there. be on the list. Marcus Smart. I got Marcus Smart on that list too, man. Put him down there. Yeah. What, what else, man? So what do you, what, but what do y'all think about the rest of the, uh, everything else, man? Like, uh, any teams look good to you, bad to you, players? What, what you see? Every, everybody looks bad on defense. The defense is trash. Yeah, because everybody giving up about 130 right now a game. Yeah. Right, which is crazy. Yeah. And part of that is uh, teams are shooting more threes. Uh, the yeah. players are getting a lot better at shooting three-pointers. But part of that is they open half it the is. time. Yeah, they wide open half the time. Because but no, no, check nobody's this. Nobody's playing this is, defense. This is what the problem is, is that everybody's chasing everybody off the three, so everybody's giving up a ridiculous amount of layups. So you got higher volume on the threes and people chasing you off the three, so that just means that people just getting layups where they normally wouldn't get it, and there's no centers down there. Okay, so yeah. but, so y'all – Okay, so generally, do y'all roll with the y'all, y'all like the new style of the NBA or what? What's, which I guess I sound like y'all a little mixed on this. Y'all, y'all. I mean, I'm, it's I exciting. Like it's exciting to watch, but at the same time, it's just like it's ridiculous because there's just no defense. Like every bucket is an easy bucket. You don't see people really having to fight uh, to try to to try to score. It's just oh, yeah. I'm wide open or oh, let me pump fake like Ryan said. He's gonna fly by me, and I'm gonna do this. So. I just want to see people trying on defense. Back in the day, and I, I don't want to sound like that old dude, like back in the day, but, I mean, it really was the game was built more around defense, or at least you just got to you got to see more defense. It's really – I've been watching NBA games just like Ryan just every single day, and all these scores, 130, 140, and it's just like eventually it's going to mess up the stats because right. everybody going to be averaging 30 and 15 and 9. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all because everybody ain't Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, man. Everybody can't do it. Now, if you got range like that and you can come down and pull on a, a, a fast break, but it's so many dudes shooting below 40%, 35% shooters, 30% shooters, stepping into threes. What you doing? But they're like, knocking them down, though. They're not, not the knocking time. them down. They're not. They're, they're shooting them, them. They're not knocking them down. But the coaches are telling them to shoot them for, anyway. I don't you want you to ball putting for six three-pointers in a game. <laughs> like, why? Hey, if they Eight. open, shoot them. But if, you, if it's not open, why are you shooting it? And that's the problem is that people are just pulling with people in their face from, from 35 feet. I need you to relax. Mm-hmm. Hey. I think it'll get better after uh after usually man this is I think that's how it is every year man the NBA like the season's just so long man and so like nobody's really like people are checking for like the the real NBA heads like you guys me you know but like I don't think it really gets I, I don't really consider the basketball the NBA season really getting going till after Christmas once Christmas Day that's when the the real season starts I think it'll get a little bit a di- little bit more intense than on the defense I think until then it's just they just they just running and gunning, man. They all it's kind of an agreed to thing. Like, hey, we're just gonna put up points and we'll we'll play a little hard in the fourth quarter, maybe. But let's just make it a Christmas and then we'll then we'll, that's the real season. That's my personal take on it. They call it they call it mid season form for a reason. So it takes a little while to get everything clicking and new squads and new players on there. So I don't really fault them. You know, you're gonna miss some shots at the beginning of the year. My sleeper team is going to be the Phoenix Suns. Oh, it's a good team. Good team to watch, man. If you want to watch a good game, <laughs> watch the Phoenix Suns, man. It's fun. Eight and down there, eight and is hooping. Eight and is hooping. Be- Booker is hooping. Every Trevor Reza there now, so it's not like a whole bunch of uh, crap at the three. Who's it's a nice team guy? to watch, man. Check it out. Who's right now, there? Isaiah Cannon. That dude finally got a squad because they don't have a point guard on their team. So he's getting some run and he hooping. 
I'm checking for Denver, man. I think they're, what, 3-0 right now? So, I mean, they got that lucky the other night. So, I kind of want to see what they're doing right now. Of course, my Grizzlies, I know they're not going to do too much. But, if man, if dudes can just stay healthy, man, maybe, maybe we can fight for a playoff spot. Maybe. If dudes can just stay healthy, that's that's my main thing. It'd be nice if me and Ish could even speak on the Memphis Grizzlies because we have a blackout here in St. Louis. Can't mm, watch right. Grizzly games or Pacer games, apparently, because they're four hours away and maybe we should go to the game. Is that right. what they want us to do? Yeah, NBA blackout rules are trash. Yeah, it's trash. I'm paying money to see all the games, not the not missing uh four game four teams playing every night. Oh, and so a league pass blocks it out no matter what. Yes, no matter yeah. what. The I tried home, to use a VPN, but it's based out. on your uh, zip code that you put in for your payment. Can't yep. you? Oh, you can't do like a VPN. Oh, okay. So no. you just you gotta do it. You got so you gotta set the VPN watch ahead of time. Okay. I don't right. even think so you could do that. Let's see who who's the most trash team in the NBA. Yeah, I want to set maybe, my zip maybe, code. Maybe 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 next year I'm a I'm a set my uh zip code for like Hawaii. <laughs> Be like I'm in Honolulu. <laughs> right. That's about that's the only thing you could do probably. And then they might black out Lakers games or something. All right. So I don't know. So. All right, all right. That's enough sports. That's enough sports for now. Let's move on. Let's move on. all day on that. Speaking speaking of fake tough guys, let's move on to HBO's The Shop. Did y'all? Well, Paul said he got a chance to look at a little bit of it. Ishmael did not, but we can still talk yep. about it anyway. HBO saw, the shop. That's I a, saw a few little clips on it, but that's it. Okay, that's a LeBron James barbershop talk show. Uh, they started off with just the typical talk, you know, about uh, the happenings in the world and all of this, and then next thing you know, Drizzy Drake walks in, and he's like, "Oh, sorry guys, I'm late." And, uh, <laughs> that's exactly how he said it sorry guys i'm late there was traffic so uh he walked in and uh braun gave him the chance to to spew his venom about the situation with he and push a t push Ugh. so paul i'm gonna let you talk a little bit on this oh shit before i okay. come back in how much of that did you see I only saw like the highlights. I, I, I caught. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. And when I saw that, I was like, "Ain't no way I'm watching this." I, I'm. I'm off that that shot, man. It's. It's not bad, but it's like unless it's somebody really, really compelling, I'm not gonna watch it. And I just didn't want to hear about, uh, you know, rap beef. I'm t- especially rap beef these days. I could care less, man. So like, I I, I saw the highlights. Uh, both these dudes. They, I mean, I don't know what the real story. It it does get more interesting with each like little little additional layer they keep adding on to it. Yes. So I was interested in that, but. It's just it's just a whole lot of messiness, and I, really, I I'm just not that invested, man. I could I could care less, to be honest. So so let me let me come back in then. So this is the interesting thing that I saw about it is that Drake, man, Drake is the Teflon Don, similar to LeBron, because they both move the exact same way, where they go out of their way to make sure that they write their own narrative. I I can respect it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't really like it. Like, I see what you're doing out here, Drake. I see what you're doing trying to trying to paint yourself as as the victim in this rap beef. But, dog, you got you, he got he handed it to you. That's all. But he tried to tell the whole story and and uh, uh, Bron gave him the platform to do so. Maverick Carter is, is giving him these little uh, out, soft just, questions. Just softballs. Just yeah, softballs. like, <laughs> how did you feel about this This when he said that? You know, did you did you think that was fair and blah, blah, blah? Come on, man. Like, no, it's rap. It ain't no, never my, fair. My thing was like, like, I'm sure most of what Drake was saying was true. But of course, he's, he, yeah, like you said, he's trying to spin a narrative. The part that I thought was insane was when he was saying, like, how Kanye was inviting him out to to Wyoming. And I guess yeah. his, homie, his homie was already out there. And he got yeah. it. And the, and the homie called him and was like, hey, yo, man, something's off out here. I just, I don't know what. Something's off, blah, blah. And then Drake still went out there right. and sat out there for, you know, days, weeks at a time helping out. I was like, why, man? Why would you do that? Blamed it all on Kanye. But the crazy part was Drake turned into the fake gentleman again. He's like, you know what, Bron? I didn't want to disappoint you in a res- with a response. <laughs> because I knew where I would have to take that. And he, he painted me in a corner and I ain't had no choice. But Bron, all I could think of is I didn't want to dis- disappoint you, man. And Bron's like, you know what I told him? You could never disappoint me. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> That's soft, man. Don't tell that man that. <laughs> you should have told him, yeah, you need to respond because he punched you in the eye. 
You ain't got no choice. A BET her movie. Exactly. (laughs) But Ryan, did you see the? Did so? I know you heard a little bit of the Budden podcast, not the whole thing, but I I, I listened to the whole Budden podcast on that on push with Pusha T. Did you hear the rebuttal to that? Any of that? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got that far because he talked about where he got the information from. Yeah, all that. Yep. What'd you think about? What'd you think about it? Yo, who was more believable? If Hey, I always side with the with the real. Uh, well, I can't keep. I'm gonna use up my n word quota. <laughs> I side with the real dudes, and I trust anything. Got to push him out because he ain't got no reason to lie about it, man. He he not getting nothing out of this. He just like, look, I handed it to you. Your man gave me your the information forty. Yeah, and so I, you know he lit him up. I generally agree with you. I think the one thing I think he was trying to protect Kanye. Some like. So Kanye's got to be involved in all this some kind of way. Maybe not to the extent that Drake was saying, but some of it. I, I don't necessarily believe all stuff about the, some girl that the dude Forty was was. Why don't was, you believe was, it? I, I just. I, I mean, just that's real. That, that's real. That happens. I got. I, I mean, I I think there's probably some truth to the whole Kanye being involved with it. It's just it's just all weird, man. But yeah, the interview was was definitely dope. I thought he kept it real. I mean, the dude was literally playing audio recordings of the of, of a chick. oh i didn't get to that part yet but that's funny oh yeah yo so yo so you know, push your teeth you know he's drake said drake talking. said he put a hundred thousand out for any information on push he must have because because so there's this lady uh, and i guess she works for adidas or working some kind of capacity with adidas and I, you know push a t you know he uh he had an, a relationship with adidas i think he still does with because of kanye and stuff like that so so this lady worked from at Adidas or with him at Adidas, so he knows her well. And I guess she was calling around to his homeboys or back around to Virginia, you know, trying to get dirt on him and basically offering him money. And so one of these dudes, I guess it used to be like his DJ for Pusha T or some, you know, some other just dudes that he he kind of had beef with back in the day. They basically offered them up, you know, money for 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 any information they can give to him, give to her, and then she's gonna pass that back to Drake. And so these dudes got it on tape. This this chick asking these dudes about the stuff like this, and so like. Yo, man, it's wild. that's just like wild. Like I just, you never hear. I mean, you kind of hear about this stuff going on or what? Like nobody just just to, right, to but bring this the, the receipts first time like we've that. Really got everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's crazy. But yeah, the other push thing, part, Push yeah. said that a while ago. He's like that. Drake put that money out there. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, I I live open. You know, right. I, I'm an open life. I'm an open book. I don't have secrets like that. So any dirt I did, it's already out there. So. Yeah, the one other thing I thought was interesting was he was talking about uh, when Pusher was talking about uh, the dude. What's the dude from from uh, from from Houston? The uh, the the, the oh, rap I producer. His name, uh, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, the supposed to, the one that was supposed to, to squash the beach. Yeah, yeah. But Pusher T was like he didn't have nothing to do with that. Basically, Pusher T was like the dude had a book coming out and just kind of used that as like lever, you know use that story to to leverage his book sales for the week or whatever like that. That's just kind of and that's what he, that's at least kind of how it came across to me with oh, what he said. I didn't I was even, like, yeah, Jay I didn't Prince. even get it. Yeah, yeah Jay, Jay Prince. Prince. Yeah, right. Jay Prince. That's what he said. He said, he was like. He's like, man. He's like, my manager talked to him one time, but like, he's like, you know, squashing the beef. Like, I don't know, you know, he he just kind of he he didn't really get too too deep in it, but it just made it seem like, at least the way I heard it, was like, that dude really wasn't involved at all. He just had a book coming out, just happened to be that same week, so he just started going around saying, you know, he called around to squash it and stuff like that, you know, on an OG call, and it wasn't like that. So I, that was interesting too, because that's that was the the narrative we kept hearing, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm but just... who who said that? Push said that. Push said yeah, that. Push yeah, push said that. Yeah, I think I think Jay Prince's involvement was more with Drake because I guess Drake is, you know, I guess like a mentee or whatever. Drake is up under him somehow. So I think he did tell Drake, like, look, don't even go there. I think it was more so because he felt like Drake was going to take that L. So I think it's more kind of like <laughs> protecting your investment. Right. Um, yeah. He told him it but, was gonna end. It was gonna end somebody's career. Yeah. It was probably gonna be Drake. Right. And, and I will say, you know, Jay Prince is one of those dudes that he just got respect in the game. Like people, you know, you know how Suge Knight people used to be scared of Suge Knight back in the day. Like folks in the industry are straight scared of Jay Prince. Like when he says stuff, they just do it. So you know, he got to be about that life on uh, in some aspect. Uh, right. But I think I think that was more. I don't think it was like brokering a peace treaty. I think he just told Drake, "Don't respond," and Drake didn't, and then the beef just died. Right, you yeah. most likely to get shot, not him. That's interesting. Yeah. I, like, but it seems like now things are going back and forth. So I, I don't know, man. There might be yo, but Drake, this. but Drake man, was talking he, on the on the on the on the shop like he was about to do something. 
And 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 LeBron kind of hyped it up. He's like, yeah, I love that line you put in there. And he was like, yeah, get rid of them niggas. Like, come on, bro. Like, he ain't finna get rid of nobody. Yo, man, I just I'm just waiting. Six months from now, they'll they'll be doing it. They'll do a they'll release a single together, man. It'll be something like that. We squashed it, blah blah. No, that's I'm here for that. That's never gonna happen. I believe it. I believe it's gonna happen. Push anybody? Good. Go. Nah. Nah. Put. I don't think Push really got a lot of personal beef with it. Push was like, yo, this about records. I'm gonna destroy him on the record. So I don't think Push really got no hard feelings. I think Drake, the one that uh, got hard feelings about, he's salty about it. He and his feelings. Well, was his first so, time he lost, man. So I mean, yeah, it's the gotta, first time he didn't lost. He didn't lost, man. He, it's the first time it's been acknowledged. But just because you don't respond to somebody, don't mean you ain't you lost that you won. Which other battles he really lost at? I mean, he won the Joe the, ate him up. Yeah, he but nobody matter. cared about Joe. Right it don't matter. Then. I don't want to hear that no more. The people saying that nobody cares. Like it don't matter. He ate you up. It is what it is. But you gotta, you can, you I mean, you gotta respond there, but, if you want to. But but to his fans, like, this is the first time his fans have had to face the the possibility that he actually might have lost something. The, uh, the rest of the times they could dismiss it as all oh, that's just some nobody or you know has been blah blah, which is what they do with Joe. You know, so this is the first time he's had to actually realize that his fan base that he took a loss. I think. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, you probably could say fan base, but rappers know you took a L twice. Yeah. But that's it on that one. Just thought it was interesting. Good story, good story. I will finish that podcast probably tomorrow. Oh, it's definitely dope, man. So where are we looking at? We looking on time. Yeah, we had about we fifty two minutes. Fifty two minutes. We a little behind. Talked a little long, but that's okay. I enjoyed the conversation. So which one of these stories y'all wanna do? You wanna do the old old Irish uh dude <laughs> or you wanna do the floor collapse at Clemson? Mm, I say the floor collapse. We can we can save the uh, other one because I think that's a that's an interesting story, the flight one. But okay. we can do that next week. It's not necessarily timely. Okay. All right. Floor collapses at the Clemson uh, party dancing to Chief Keef. Yep. Paul, this is your story. What you got? <laughs> All I got, man, is party at uh, party at a, a off campus. Just, uh, just a laugh. Uh, Did apartment he get complex. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. <laughs> he was just like <laughs> he was trolling us this whole time, man. He, State, he put that on there, and he was like, "I'm gonna so hang up as there. soon as we get to my store." It was all right, like, like all black parties, all black people party. For some reason, they were on the second floor or whatever, like that. I guess in the clubhouse. What is he still talking right now? They're playing the loud music. They got the video yeah, going. Right. You, you probably saw this, man. They are playing Chief Keith. I don't know the name of the song. So maybe, maybe he fell through the floor. <laughs> maybe he was getting too high. And he collapses. He started and he laughing too hard. Low down to and the, he just fell through the, the floor. Uh, thankfully, nobody was injured or made severely injured. Thankfully, there was nobody under in, in the basement. That's the real amazing thing out of this whole thing. Like, what y'all think? Huh? Right. Oh, you can't hear me, man? Chief Keith. Ryan? So what do you I guess we can do? talk do about you... this story. Yo, we'll Ryan? just keep talking, and we'll come back. So I did see this story this morning. I didn't read the story, so I don't know in depth, but I did see it this morning on whatever my wife was watching the Today Show. And uh, there were way too many kids jumping up and down on this floor. Now, Clemson I don't know University. where they were. Huh? Clemson University. Still. Yes. Yeah. I don't know like what type of building this was or if this was created for such a party atmosphere, but nah, it just it looked a, like it was way house. too many people in there. Yeah, it was an apartment clubhouse. So you know how when you go I'm back to guys. these Sorry. uh Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still recording? Uh yeah, I'm still recording. Okay. I don't know what okay. Skype. Okay. So, yeah, it was a college clubhouse and so you know, when you when you go to these apartments, there's usually an area where you can reserve or you can just kind of lounge or chill or they might have a pool table or whatever. So th- this is the vibe that I'm getting. I haven't seen it, but I'm just guessing it's just a, a clubhouse area where you can rent it out. And they just up there just turning up, just just getting crunk. Everybody, I don't know, 100 people or 50, 75 people jumping up and down at the same time to the Chief Keith song. Which can't be a good idea, right? <laughs> Not at a clubhouse. This, like you said, this ain't a party hall. This ain't an auditorium. This is somebody's residential apartment, right? So, Paul, you since you back, you will we'll let you take it from there. Yo, man, this is this is wild. Yeah, why would you do that? And 
<laughs> in that apartment complex, all the people. Thank God nobody was underneath in that basement, man, when that thing collapsed. Cause that would have been a, a real tragedy, man. That's a, that's the amazing thing, that nobody was down there in that basement and got killed. Uh, and it uh, sounds like there wasn't that many major injuries, man. I'm sure people were definitely scared, maybe a few broken bones here and there. But yeah, overall, there's some broken bones and, you know, mainly lacerations and broken bones. I see it says that they... That it says that you could hear the floor about to go through, kind of, but nobody thought it was going to happen. They just kept going. All right. So right. were they trying to do this? I don't think they were trying to do it. I think it's just you got a bunch of college kids. They drunk. They turned up, you know, and, and one guy said he told his friends, like, yo, you know, we need to get out. Let's go out on the balcony because he felt the floor giving in, but he said the floor just caved before they got a chance, but I think he was the only one that fell. I think his friends were like on the outside. They weren't jumping, but uh, this dude ended up getting like five stitches on his leg. And I don't know how long, how far that drop was. I guess ceilings are usually what about at least ten yeah, feet, 10, 12 probably feet. ten, 10 feet, probably more than that. Had a couple a for the like floor, yeah, yeah. So they probably fell, you know, maybe fifteen, 15. feet. Yo, that's wild, man. That, what's the wildest thing y'all ever seen at a house party? <laughs> Nothing like this, I'm sure, but okay, y'all ever seen anything wild? Ishmael, you got to go on this one. I think the the craziest thing I saw, and I don't know, and maybe this was a house party. I think it was either a house party or it was like a frat party. Uh, but when I was down in Mizzou, I remember me and my pot, it was like a keg party. And so, you know, they got kegs in the backyard. They got some kegs in the house. People just, everybody just getting toe up or whatever. So me and my partners are outside in the backyard. We just sitting here talking or whatever. And all of a sudden, I saw this guy, this uh, white guy, frat boy. I mean, he just walked by us, and he was just real pissed off. And he walked by, he grabbed his trash can. This time, this is like the Oscar the Grouch trash can, the old metal one circle <laughs> with the lid. So he yeah. grabbed the lid off the trash can, and then he starts walking back towards where he just came from. So I'm like, man, look at this. Why this dude got this trash can? And he's over by the keg. And apparently, I don't know, somebody, there was an argument about a cup. This dude thought it was his cup. He said it was his cup. You know, when you go to these keg parties, it's like $5 for a cup. And then you just drink, you know, whatever for the rest of the night. So apparently it was an argument about a cup. And this dude walked over to the guy and banged him in the head with the top of this aluminum trash can or this metal trash can. And it was loud. It was just like, boom, and everybody outside stopped and looked like, whoa, like, what is that? And uh, we we watched the whole thing happen. So that's probably the craziest thing I saw. It was hilarious, though. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy, crazy. What about you, Paul? I got nothing that I'm I'm sober enough to remember. I'm sure there's some good ones. I got (laughs) to think about this. Oh man, go ahead, Ryan. Let's 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 take it out of here, man. I ain't got one. I ain't got one. So that's it. That's hey, it for me. Oh, whack. Hey right. man, I wasn't at a whole right, bunch of it? parties, man. Paul came from. We was at home playing Madden. Yeah, <laughs> I was too. I was too poor. I couldn't afford the five dollar cup most of the time. But when I went, I had fun, man. But yeah, I saw a few fights in some of those little uh, little little frat parties in in college, in high school, man. Just yeah, just, those are just ghetto parties, man. <laughs> <laughs> those, yeah, are all, think, those are all ghetto parties I went to high school, man. Just, just, just trying to, trying to hump on something. <laughs> I think I told y'all before, but uh, whenever I went down to spring break, well, I was headed towards spring break. We weren't even there yet in uh, South Padre, but we were in San Antonio. I think we had stopped, and we were actually at a club. It wasn't a house party, but it was at a club, and we're actually we're in line to get in the club, and we see the bouncers throw this guy out. You know, I guess he was drunk or tripping or whatever. They end up throwing him out, and the guys argue. A little bitty short guy. He's arguing with the bouncer. You know, whoop dee. The bouncer's like, "What's up? What's up?" You know, guys like, "I'm gonna beat you." You know, yada yada. All of a sudden, the dude who got thrown out pulls this little pistol out of his. I don't know if it was out of his shoe. I think like pulled a little pistol out of his shoe. And was like, what's up? And the bouncer's like, you know, what you going to do with that? And it was like a little bitty gun. It had to be a twenty two or something even smaller. And so when the gun came out, everybody else run and they hide behind like the uh, pillars of this building. And I'm sitting up here like just standing there looking like, man, look at that little bitty gun. <laughs> I'm like, 
how do you get a gun that little? And the bouncer was still talking stuff. And my partner came and grabbed me like, man, what are you doing? He got a gun. And I, I guess maybe that's just from being in the hood and have, have seen guns or whatever. But I was just more amazed at the tiny size of this gun. And the, and the guy ended up shooting like at the ground. He shot one round at the ground because the bouncer was still talking stuff while he had the gun. So he shot like towards his foot. And then ended up leaving, and they called the police. Yo, and guess what? You could still get shot with a little bitty gun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I remember more, a few times more down of there. Story. Yeah, I remember a few times down there in Memphis, man. Like down there on Beale Street. I, 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 fortunately, nothing ever happened to me, man. But I seen like I definitely seen a dude pull a knife on a, on another dude just right there in front of me. That was kind of wild. Like just seeing that in person. And then another time I went down there, you know, like we went down there uh, in May and that's like always like the craziest time to go down there because it's always, you know, it's warm, girls ain't dressing, uh, ain't wearing too much, so everybody, everybody's just out there, man. And uh, the dorm I was staying in, we had some uh, international student, this dude from Germany, and then he had a bunch of other friends or all other international students. They all wanted to go downtown because school had just ended, we all, all finished our exams. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just kicking in. We were all like, okay, let's go downtown. We're going to go down to Beale Street. And they had never really been before. And I was like, okay, look, if it gets crazy, just, just, and you hear anything, just if the crowd starts running, you start running. And so we were, I was mentioning this to like some of the girls were like that. And we we go down there, we're having a good time. And then invariably like around one or two o'clock in the morning, just, I don't, I don't, you know, you know how you're in the crowd and like, you don't really hear nothing, but you just see people start, everybody just kind of gets quiet and is looking one way yeah. and then you just start taking off. And so like, man, everybody just started running. And I was like, oh, yeah, we got to go. We got to go. And so we were running because, yeah. like, and it's just, and you, you, Ryan, you've been out there. Well, Ish, you've been out there, too, man, on Beale Street. You know how it is. It's just, it's really just two little blocks. It ain't very big. And so there's, a, you know, it's, it's basically like, man, it can take you minutes just to get from one side of that street to the other side of the street because you're just trying to fight through through bodies trying to get through there. And everybody going in, in like, one or two directions, man, it was crazy. So out there, and I, I we just ran to the car and got up out of there, man. So we don't even know. I think shots were fired like down the one side of it, but man, yeah, just being out there like that, just just you know, just making sure you don't get ran over, stomped over, stomped on. That one, on. that one far end of Bill Street always seemed dark and shady down there. That really that's because it's why. that's because it's the that's the that's the, <laughs> the that's the dark and shady side. <laughs> every time you down. go down there, it just seemed dark and shady down there. You just be like, yeah, we need to get off down here. See, so, yeah, and after you left, man, they they put some clubs over there, they, and there's some nice clubs over there, man. But yeah, every every time there was like always a shooting. I think they shut the club down maybe a couple times. It's just always right there, man. Always always a shooting at that little club that used to be on, at the other end of Beale Street. I just for whatever reason, man, it's just that that's like that's like the hood side. There's like the white side, and there's there's kind of the hood side, man. You just and people just know like, hey, you go down here, you know, stuff could pop off, so be ready. And just that's just how it is, man. It's crazy. Yeah, we, we might have to have a segment of, about uh, survive shootouts or something because for some reason I've I've been around way too many uh, people shooting and not at me, but uh, but yeah, we may have to recount some of those stories. We're gonna get to that one as soon as we get the Mexico stories. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that happened in Mexico. You never I know. I doubt it. Oh, you man. never know. <laughs> we know issues with the cartels moving major weight. We know. <laughs> right. Put it. We'll put it on the agenda. All right, so we've reached the end of our episode. So I enjoyed it. Hopefully y'all enjoyed it. We really was just talking this time, so that's cool. Uh, If you liked it more than usual, let us know. Maybe we need to cut back on the news and just increase the banter or the other way around. Let us know. Uh, Where can they find us, Ishmael, if they would like to contact us or uh, rate or review us? can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Black Delegates. There's underscore between Black and Delegates if you want to follow Paul on Twitter. He is at Boxed Wine Poppy. You want to follow uh, Ryan? He is at The Black Ryan. You can follow me on IG or Twitter at Ish Creates. That's I-S-H Creates. Also, hit us up on Facebook, uh, Black Delegates Pod, or you can email us at TheBlackDelegatesPod at gmail.com. Paul, yes. if people want to help us out, what can they do? Man, rate us and review us on whatever uh, uh, app you're using to listen to your podcast and most of all tell a friend that's how we that's how we build this thing yep preferably apple Podcasts because y'all know that's the big dog so we need as many reviews on there as possible all right so with that being said nothing else will hold our attention nope we out we out we out bye